Let's go, girls. Welcome to the Wildcast Podcast, coming to you from Wildcast Studios with your hosts, Adam Lund and Jeremy Boucher. Oh, welcome back to Wildcast Studios for another episode of the Wildcast Podcast, your unofficial voice for all things Moncton Wildcats. As always, fan listeners, I am your host, Adam, and I am joined by your favorite co-hoster and, uh, I don't know, just your favorite co-hoster. I was trying to think of something witty. I couldn't think of anything. Mr. Jeremy Boucher, how are you, buddy? Too many things to list. You just couldn't think of one. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm doing well. How are you? Not bad. How was your How's your Halloween? Did you cash in on the dad tax? Uh, there's There's been a few redemptions. Yeah. A few redemptions on the on the dad tax. Uh, you know the earlier October thirty first uh, event that occurred was not uh, <laughs> not a very yeah. pleasant experience. I appreciate you still showing up here. Yeah. No, that's that's okay. Yeah. Uh, so I. Uh, I took my car to the ins- inspection, yeah. and um, the two-year inspection. The uh, the arse is uh, right off of her, <laughs> as uh, as I clearly stated at uh, at your employer. Yeah, and um, yeah. So at this at this point, I'm I'm just uh, I'll tell I'll tell our listeners now that I don't have a team of the week because. Yeah. Uh, You've been busy. I've been busy. I, I have been very busy when it comes to uh, deciding what I'm going to do uh, vehicle-wise. Yeah. So uh, there's uh, something in the, in the pipeline uh, that hopefully will be finalized by the uh, end of this week, uh, which will involve my little blue Mazda being retired, retired, uh, yeah. essentially buried alive. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'll. Uh, there will be a, a brief moment of silence when uh, that. Uh, yep. Yeah. When that moment occurs, where I have to hand my keys over. Did you buy that new? I did. I drove it off like, a lot. And did you and Megan buy that new, or is that your car? I did. You? I didn't even know Megan when I bought that car. Wow. That's how old that car is. Wow. Uh, it's ten years old, and uh, it was ten years on. I want to say October the first that I had that car. Wow. So she's she's had some uh, she's had some good days she's had some bad days, and um, you know she's just uh, I always told Megan I said I'm gonna drive her I'm gonna drive her till she dies and she's on life support right now so yeah. it's, uh, it's it's always the, like uh, when your car is going down like getting a new car is something amazing mm-hmm. but when you have an, a, a truncated timeline like two weeks for the the insurance inspection and I just want everyone to know. It's not our fault. No. We just do what we need to do. Yep. Um, and that was at Moncton Honda, which, by the way, thank you for sh- coming to Moncton Honda. I, yeah, no to problem. To get your inspection, almost yeah. getting your tires, although you're not going to need them Sadly, now. Uh, I couldn't find anybody there who would uh, take a couple grand under the table <laughs> to uh, stick a pass sticker <laughs> on it. But, uh, you know, it's, um, no, she's on uh, the uh, little blue, yeah. uh, baby blue is on uh, life support. And uh, it's almost time to uh, pull the plug. How many houses did you visit last night or Monday night? I mean, we got like a pillowcase full. Yeah. Uh, we actually went to more this year than we've done in the past. So like last year, I remember it just rained, mm-hmm. rained all night. So we didn't go to very it much. Did, yeah. yeah. And um, no, we went to, um, this isn't obviously stick tap, but uh, we went to the Glad Tidings Church um, up in the North End. Yeah. Uh, had like a pit stop for kids. And um, so we went to that and they're giving out like bowls of chili. 
What? Uh, yeah, bowls of chili cool. and hot chocolate, and they, they had like ten fire pits set up, and at each fire pit they were giving away different treats. So hmm. it was like going to ten houses because you're a bag of chips, chocolate bar at, at yeah. each uh, at every fire pit. So that was pretty cool. Uh, that place was there were so many people there. I know a lot of people checked it out, and they do it every year. But that was the first. Uh, this was the first time we actually went. So hmm. I mean, yeah, we had. We stayed at home last night to hand out candy dressed up as uh, Day of the Dead characters, um, which actually matched Avery's costume, Mirabelle. Mm-hmm. Different movie, but mm-hmm. same kind of theme. We only had 15 kids, which, like, we had more last year during the quote-unquote COVID times yeah. um, than we did this year, which I'm not sad about because that just means I get more of the candy <laughs> yes. that we purchased, and it was not not by design. We gave the... Uh, Arrow Kit Kat uh, Coffee Crisp Smarties concoction away before we did the Reese Reese peanut butter uh, cups and the pieces, mm-hmm. uh, Hershey's uh, cookies and cream. So we were strategic in which uh, which candies we gave away. But that was, that was a, I like that strategy. Yeah. That you got to hang on to the Reese's. Yeah, absolutely. So because <laughs> uh, she put the whole bowl in, I came home, got changed, handed out some candy, and then it looked like the bowl was down. So I was like, oh, I'll grab out of the other box. Grabbed out of the Reese's. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I'm filling up the candy bowl in case we get more kids. No. <laughs> Till those ones are gone, leave the Reese's in the box in the kitchen. Yep. And I'm like, that, other than your looks, is why I keep you around. Smart. But, uh, yeah, no, that's why we're recording on uh, Tuesday. So this show will be uh, out Tonight, which is Thursday, not yesterday, of Wednesday. Uh, so we do have a game to get to in a little bit. But don't forget, as always, follow us on the social media. Twitter, Moncton Wildcast. Instagram, Wildcast Podcast. TikTok, Wildcast Podcast. And now on YouTube. So please keep liking. Keep subscribing. We're up to 50 f- subscribers on YouTube, which I know doesn't sound like a whole lot. But uh, it is something that I'm going to get into a little bit later on on why 50 subscribers is kind of a big deal. So last week's quick question was a bit of a muffin for you. So you wanted something uh, a little bit more, you know, hard hitting, a little bit, a little tougher. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So here we are. We're a month into the season. The uh, the Wildcats are eight three zero and one. So I mean, let's the quick question. I mean, how do you feel about this hockey club in an honest manner right now? Um, Sherbrooke is twelve and one, twenty five points. Quebec twelve and one, twenty five points. Randaranda ten and six, twenty points. And then Halifax at 8-1 for 19 points. Moncton's rate right there was 17 points. So if we just based on the first month, and we're not going to do this every month, month by month, but after month one, how do you feel? Honestly, man, I thought it's to me, I think it's really, really looking good. Uh, a lot better than I expected it. Because, you know, early in the season, you don't know, you know, if it's going to take, take some time for these teams to gel, to gel come together, build some chemistry. But I think right now, if you want to look at it, the turning point in this season is that uh, is that trip to Quebec, where they lost two and two, and then won uh, the third game in Drummondville. Yep, was it Drummondville? Yeah. So right now, that that seems to be the the turning point of the season, uh, and that was just the perfect time, really, because I mean that's that's your first road trip as a team, really, and it seemed you're you're overnighting for you know three four nights, and you know you're. You're you're away from your billets. You're there's that bonding time, that off ice bonding time. That's that's always so key. Uh-huh. And um, no, so far so good. I, you know, honestly, I think um, you know, 
give or take a few a few points here and a few games here, I'd probably give this team like a like an A minus if you want to ask for for a grade. So, you know, if it's um, I know there's a couple games where it kind of probably could have picked up uh, an extra point or two, and that would probably bring me to the A category. But yeah. uh, you know, we're I, right now we're we're sitting pretty and and I like where this team is going. You know, Loshing is is playing some of the best hockey of his of his career. Uh, Etienne Morin is is on another level right now, and you know we're we're getting scoring from from all from all four lines. You know, you, yeah. before we started recording, you know we you pointed out that Gabe Smith has five five, five points, five assists, yeah. five assists, and like those are quiet. Those are five quiet assists. You know, he's you see him on the ice every night because he's so big, but um, when he's out there, he's 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 doing stuff, mm-hmm. and he's had his opportunities. I know there was uh. Not sure which game it was over the weekend, but uh, he, he was on the res- the receiving end of a two on one pass, and uh, I can't think who it was that fed him the pass, but he it, it got in his stick and he had to you know get it up to his it was it was it was in his skate and had to get up to his stick and I think if it would have been on his stick, um you know it yeah, would have been a yeah it would have been a one timer in the back of the yeah. net, um so I think you know he's getting his chances and uh, you know it, it's going to come you can tell he's 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 going to hit that back of the net here soon enough. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's one of the next three games. Yeah, yeah, he's um, you know fourth line in in total. Like I mean, Lounsbury's got two goals, three assists, five points. Um, Mercy's got two points right now, but it's coming along. Um, I mean, this happened last year, and if you remember last year, the the first half, Moncton was I don't know on the top end and end of the standings, mm-hmm. uh, but they were kind of a middling team. They you know I think they won. I think they were like three and five or four and five or something. And they went on a Quebec road trip and they went to Bacomo, Shakutami, Victoriaville, and they swept all three of those games and came back, um, lost to Shakutami at home, but then just kept rolling and kept rolling. And, and that's what helped the, the first half of the season. Um, I mean, yeah, Etienne Moran is just, it doesn't matter. He's just always around the puck. Um, I think the biggest thing for me is the goaltending. And mm-hmm. the goaltending has been a stabilizing factor. Um, the power play is slowly coming together. They're ninth in, in the league in, in power play. Um, the penalty kills fourth. So they got away from seven penalties a game, mm-hmm. which was not going to be a recipe for success. Um, but I think, the, like I said, the goaltending has been strong. I mean, Fillion's won five of his five in a row. Um, Steinman's won both of his, or he's one and one. Um, in the last two, I think. Mm-hmm. Now that I say that, and then either way, I mean his goals against average is like two, and he's steady. We'll get into yeah, he's two and two right now. Um, we'll get into him in a little bit, but I mean we're month and a half from the deadline, and I I don't know how you feel. We can get into it later in the month, but is it? A, um, I know where, I know where you're going with is this it one. A, is it a modify? And how do you? Because it's a modify for me because you're not buying. You're not really selling. You're more modifying this thing, but how are you modifying? Because, I mean, eight points in eight straight, they're eight and three. Pavan's sitting on the sideline. He's going to get in. He's a veteran player, and he can he can do things on the penalty kill and, and your bottom six. Thomas Darcy is a top four defenseman that can help on the second power play. So, I mean, this is a good problem to have, but where are you modifying this thing? And we've got good thing we've got a month to go find out what Richie and, and his staff are going to do to modify this. But that's Mr. Richie too. Mr. Richie, I yeah. apologize. Mr. Richie um to modify this thing. 
So uh, let's just start by saying I'm not trading Jacob Steinman to Valdor for William Blackburn like Andrew Barrington wants to do. <laughs> um, I always like to get his name on at least one show. <laughs> you're um, doing good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know what? It, it's it, you're right. It's not a buy. It's it's not a sell. It's maybe it's a buy, but for next year and the year after that, like maybe if the price is good, you know, maybe go out and get yourself a player that's. Uh, you know, another one of those. Uh, like so remember an, the player I talked about last year that I thought we'd acquire? Yes. From that Memorial Cup team? Yes. Is that your buy for next year? Is that a player that you potentially. And a lot of people will figure this out, and I'm not going to put his so name out because that could be next, tampering while he's actually playing. So if you listen last year, you should figure out the player, but, you know, is that the type? So next year, as 20s, it's going to be what? Is it 2003 born players? Yeah. Really? So Daniel. Okay. okay. Uh, Barbershop will be gone. Will be, he's going to be gone. Yeah, he'll be. Unless uh, Darcy. Darcy, okay. Uh, that's it. Barbershop, Barbershop, Daniel, and Darcy. So there's an up, there's an upgrade opportunity there for sure. Because, um, I mean, I don't think Barbershop will be back. I don't think so. Um, but if there's a player that I'm. It all depends on what the Rangers want to do. Is, is it better for him to develop a 20 on a team that's going to go hopefully deep in the playoffs or play in. Yeah. I don't even know where they If there's a player that I'm willing to possibly trade this year, yeah. it's him. Yeah. Um but just because it, I I don't see a scenario where he's back next year, so you, I want to be able to cash in on on that asset. I don't know what he would be worth at this point. Um but um I think a team who's, you know, maybe looking for an upgrade on on a euro, yeah. Uh, Barbashev could be a good um, a good piece there. I don't have a problem playing the second half with just Ty Bell as a as a as an import. I don't have a problem with that. If it means we're bringing in a player who can step into the top six, a la Kevin Cornforth. Um, <laughs> Who is a right shot? Who yeah. could take over the right sh- spot, the right side uh, yeah. of of Barbashev? You know, it's um, that's an opportunity there. I think that I'd be willing to to take because you know you're you're adding a top six forward without paying for a top six forward, but at the same time you're gaining assets on a player that uh, I mean you can probably get a couple picks for for Barbashev, and I'm not talking about late picks. He's probably worth a couple, yep. you know, a high one. And and yeah. when I say high, I don't mean a first, but possibly a second and, and another one. And, um, you know, I'd, I'd be willing to, to do that. You know, he's as much of an asset he is to this team because during that game on Sunday, you you could tell, you can sense what it's like when he's not in the lineup, right? You can, yeah, you, can yeah, yeah. you can see, you know, that just wasn't the same team. They weren't, yeah. they weren't there. They didn't have that cohesiveness. Um, and they just, they weren't, nothing was working. I don't know if they had a team Halloween party after the game. All they're all saving their energy for, but we'll get into that later in the show. But he's Barbashev is someone I'm will I'd be willing to move um, if it means replacing him with someone, you know, not necessarily you know a, a Cornforth, but I see a Cole Bishop that could maybe step into a top six. Yeah. Um, but uh, I guess we'll see. Uh, that's there's there's an opportunity to maybe acquire a 19 year old. That will be here as a twenty-year-old, and yeah, I think and that's, uh, that's where the price. That's where you worry on the price because if you're looking at the playoffs, and we've 
I know I've said this and we've agreed on it many times right now. You're not buying to win a round. So, you, you know, you're, you're looking at the standings and playing Shakutami. This team right now would be, I think, okay against Shakutami. And then you're going to be playing Halifax in round two. Mm-hmm. If it stays, if the schedule just says it is right now, round two would be Halifax. So how much are you willing to give up for said 19-year-old for next year just to get past Halifax? Because you know they're likely going to be in the market a little bit more aggressively than we are. Um, Quebec's going to be in the market. I mean, obviously they're adding Robidoux. So you have to look at the four teams above you in Quebec, Halifax, Sherbrooke, and and I'll put Gatineau right now because they're going to get healthy. Um, You got to look at where they are, where they're going to buy. And Mr. Ritchie has to figure out what this team needs. I don't think they need any defensemen right now. Goaltending is obviously solid. So if you're taking out a top six, you got to try and um, acquire at least a top six or a player that, if they're going to add a nineteen to play a twenty, it's a it's a player that's going to be um, in that top line next year because you're losing Labelle, mm-hmm. um, so you need somebody to step in as a centerman that can kind of help uh, help steer the ship with that first line. So, um, I mean, I don't see it being an all overly active trade deadline, but again, we've got a whole month to figure out what can go wrong and. I mean, these, these conversations happy because we're on a high of points in eight straight, right? If we were l- losers of three of the last four, this conversation might be quite a bit different. Yeah, who are you trading? Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. it's um, – yeah, but that's it. Like this this conversation could be completely different in 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 yeah. seven weeks, right? It's um, – I guess it comes down to where we're at, and there's still plenty of time left. Yeah. You know, let's uh, – Let's wait for the for the Santa Claus parade before uh, <laughs> before chatting about any more trade deadlines. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I, I didn't really want to get by. You gotta you gotta look at uh, at it. So let's get into some news and notes from around the queue. News and notes from around the queue. Well, this segment's almost going to be called news and notes from around the island, as uh, Cape Breton again. Uh, Three weeks, three trades. Uh, they deal Zachary Ravel, 20-year-old to Shikudami, for a 2020 fifth, fifth rounder. And then they grab defensive defense specialist. Oh, that's Brent Thurston. Uh, Trevor Thurston. <laughs> that's his uh, dad. That's his dad. I was clicking to see if he ever played. Um, Trevor Thurston from Prince Albert, who uh, played a few games with, uh, played a few seasons with Lethbridge, um, played with Prince Albert. He, he hasn't had more than 11 points. So he's, uh, he's one of them steady Defensive defenseman um, goes from Lethbridge, Prince Albert, out to Merritt, British Columbia, and then all the way to the other side of the country um, to Cape Breton. Uh, U17, a player that we talked about being surprised he wasn't added uh, to the camp. Um, He is now headed, and that's Big Bill Zonin of the Huskies. Uh, He was added after an injury to uh, Shakutami forward Michael Massé. Maxim Massé. Maxim? Yeah. Why did I type Michael? I don't know. Oh, no. Mike, Michael rode the boat ashore. Hallelujah. <laughs> really? It's Pretty sure Maxime. it's Maxime. Maxime Massey. That sounds more better than Michael. It does. I don't know why I said Michael. Michael. My name's Michael, Michael Massey. Maybe it sounds like a serial killer. Yeah. Oh. Actually, you know what it probably was? Maxim Massey is more like a hockey name. Yeah, I'm not smart. That's probably step one. Uh, step two is I was probably looking at that... Um, that exceptional player. Oh, Ontario. Misa. Yeah. Mike, Michael, Michael Misa. Mike. Yeah. So I was like yeah. 
He's flipping through to find news, and I was just like, oh, Michael, and then Massey, and that's how it. Uh, Talking about earning your uh, exceptional status. <laughs> yeah. Uh, holy smokes. Yeah, he's. Uh, it's not too bad. Yep. Holy uh, God. Rain Nadeau, uh, he's in, uh, he was signed to the Islanders. Um, the name sounds familiar. He was a player at uh, Wildcats camp. I think I actually had him on the. I think you had him on your roster, didn't you? Mm, no. I didn't. Oh. I had. Uh, Maybe I did. No, I don't think I, I had did. Uh, Gagne, Steinman, and uh, Ballantyne. Okay. I was just thinking that as we said, I was like, yeah, did I have him on my roster? Uh, I might have. Um, and then, like you said, no Jeremy Boucher, QMJHL Team of the Week. That's right. Uh, the uh, Team of the Week will we'll move to uh, next week. Yeah. With uh, maybe, a, I don't know, I might even be able to do two teams of the week, but uh, <laughs> I doubt it because I'm sure the rest of this week will be just as stressful as the past couple of days. <laughs> I was going to say, maybe next week you'll come back with a team of the month. Yeah, or I'll just do a player of the week. <laughs> yeah, one of the two. Um, Justin Robidoff from Valdor, three games, five goals, three assists. Zachary Balduk, two games, three goals, five assists. Tristan Alar from Renaranda, three goals, three games, no goals, eight assists. Jesus. What? Uh, yeah. Three games, no goals, eight assists for Tristan Lahr. Yeah, that's not bad. Uh, defenseman Charlie DeRoche. Talk from about Saint playmaker. Uh, exactly. Three games, two goals, four assists. And then for the second time in three weeks, so we got our two. So we can just keep building on that. Uh, Etienne Moran, two games, one goal, three assists. Speaking of uh, Mr. M- Mr. Moran. Yeah. Um, where am I going with this here? Scott Wheeler. Of the athletic, right? Uh, released a. Uh, I was able to read it earlier. <laughs> um, what is it? Preliminary 2023 NHL draft ranking, uh, top 64, and Etienne Morin is number 36. Nice. Not bad for a that's second round pick. Yeah. That's 36. That's not bad. Mister Morin. Yeah, we uh, we As, we uh, like to live in that. Uh, 17 to 22 range and find some find some steals in that uh, in that round. Yeah, no bet. Absolutely. Goal Mr. 10. What? What? <laughs> Mr. Moran, as uh, Marty Kingston would call him. <laughs> really? Yeah. Awesome. Every player is Mr. <laughs> Mr. This guy. Mr. That guy. Mr. Uh, Baudouin <laughs> is in the lineup today, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, well, I like it. Uh, Ventislav Shingara for the Sea Dogs. One oh oh and one with a nine fifty save percentage and a one point four four. I jinxed him on Sunday. Again, uh, yeah, you did. Well done. That's twice now we've done that. Who else did we do that to? I don't know. Um, what was the last one? Oh, Fontaine in uh, Schwinnigan. Oh yes. Yeah. Uh, so your player of the week is Zachary Balduke. Two games, three goals, five assists. And the QMJHL came up with their players of the month for September. Uh, forward of the month, no surprise, Jordan Dume. Twelve goals in twelve games, fifteen assists for twenty-seven points. I think he's got something like 24 or 26 straight games with points dating back to last season. I think Halifax had That's something gross. like that. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, honorable mention was Justin Gill, 14 games, 15 goals, 12 assists for 27 points. Defenseman of the month, the guy you brought up a couple weeks ago, Kale McCallum for Valdor, one of those throw-ins that uh, changes scenery and he's taken off. Uh, 16 games, 6 goals, 6 assists for 22 points. Honorable mention to Etienne Moran, 12 goals, 6 Twelve games, six goals, nine assists for fifteen points. Rookie of the month, 
Big uh, Bill. Big Bill's on him. 16 games, 7 goals, 8 assists, 15 points. Feeling really good about that Rookie of the Year yep. uh, selection early on. And then honorable mention, I was a little surprised it wasn't Poirier, but it was Samuel St. Hilaire from Sherbrooke. 4-1, and 1.59 goals against average, 9.26 save percentage. I mean, that makes sense uh, for a rookie. That's not, not a bad way to start. Uh, goal 10 of the month, William Rousseau. 8-1-0-1, 1.5 goals against, 940 save percentage, two shutouts. And a guy we may see this week, Charles Edward Gravel from Blaineville, 5-2 and two with a 2.12 goals against average. Start seeing. Save percentage. Oh, what is their schedule? Are Give Nick gonna, the start. we got to get Nick. I'm just trying to see when uh, Blaineville goes to f- uh, Bathurst on Friday. When are they here? Sunday? Do they play yeah. Saturday? Too? No, I think it's we have we have one Friday night. No, no. Oh have, no, Blaineville. Uh, we have uh, Big Como. Right. When's Blaineville here? Sunday. Sunday. Yep. Sunday. 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 Oh yeah, I see. No. I mean, we're gonna get into the scheduling here in a little bit, but uh, as we oh. just look at it, when is? Yeah, start cheating. <laughs> yeah, they go uh, Bathurst Friday, Charlottetown Saturday, Moncton Sunday. So. Yeah, go go Sheehan. Let's, yeah, we want to we want to play Sheehan because he was a former Wildcat. Yeah, so. we want to see him. Yeah, again, we want to see him in the net. See us. <laughs> Got him. Yeah. All right, let's get to the weekly rewind. Weekly rewind. We're going streaking. Two more games, two more Ws, bring the Wildcats record to 8-3-0-1 for 17 points. Second in the Maritimes, third in the conference. But let's be honest, these two games couldn't have been more polar opposites. Uh, Halloween theme-wise, you want to equate it to, well, my candy. Um, Friday was Reese Peanut Butter Cups. Mm. Sunday, candy corn. Um, Friday, a 4-2 victory over Gatineau. Um, This was just about a... Not a perfect game, but just about as good of a game um, that the Wildcats have played that uh, that I've seen, even including the Halifax one. Um, oh, I, I can't remember them playing that well against Gat, like that they played against Gatineau. Um, Gatineau tried to push them around; they were physical, trying to intimidate them. Wildcats stayed disciplined for the most part, but were not intimidated in a four-two victory. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I couldn't have said it better myself. I was actually quite impressed with this uh, with this effort. But uh, as we said on last week's show, this will not be the same Gatineau team uh, that we no. see in uh, when did I did it did, 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 did. February the first. <laughs> yeah, you get a schedule. Yeah, you, yeah. yeah, yeah. So well yeah, th- we will see a healthier, more experienced uh, Gatineau team in February. Um, of course, at the Slush Puppy Center, beautiful arena. You want to take a road trip? Oh, I wish I could. It'd be nice little. Gatineau, Victoriaville, Quebec. Nah. It's my birthday weekend. Isn't it Super Bowl weekend too? No, Super Bowl's the weekend after. Oh. Oh, well. Maybe. <laughs> we'll see. You always got to worry about the uh, weather. That's true. Especially on that uh, awful Quebec highway yeah. once you're leaving New Brunswick. When Yo. it becomes one lane. Gross. <laughs> um, That's yeah, hockey. so. Yeah. I, I, I really like this effort. Uh, it was um, you kind of th- you kind of called it last week where uh, we ex- kind of expect it to be the effort and they uh-huh. would just not be there against St. John and that was that was the case and but um, it's not a lot of good a lot of good things. Uh, Etienne Moran is like I said earlier he's on another level right now. 
Uh, but I think Baldwin is starting to find his, his stride, that uh, Patrick Maroon lookalike. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean... They seem to try and find Baldwin in the uh, McKinnon spot. Yeah. Uh, right on, like, Etienne Moran is, you know, he generally gets it on that top, fakes it, and tries to put it right to him. And the, he is, his that goal against, like, that was a rocket pass. Mm. What's her goalie name? Yeah. I forget. Depati. That's the one. Yeah. No, he that uh, the fake by Moran right to get it to Baudouin was a thing of beauty because uh, I think all of Gatineau thought he was going to shoot it. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, that subtle subtle pass was, uh, yeah, that was uh, was pretty. This game was, uh, um, you know what, I was, I really liked, uh, I really liked the effort. I'll, I'll say that. I really liked the effort. And they they deserved the win. They you know they played they played a to me I think they played a full sixty minutes. Yeah. They got um they they had it going. They had the mojo working, and that's that's the kind of effort I think we need to see every night if 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 they're going to keep the streak alive. Yeah. You know, it, there's going to be off nights, and I think we can kind of get into that in the in the St. John game was was a bit of an off night, but yeah. Everything I saw in this game was was uh, magnifique. Yeah, and it was almost 4,000 people at this one, which, you know, we kind of showed up a little bit closer to seven is, than we normally do. And it was like, holy crap, it's sold. Like, how many people? That's something. That's the Sam Savoy and Cole Cormier effect. Um, Savoy was good. He had a, he had a tip goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think most of his family was down at the, the bar, so it was kind of cool to see him celebrate his goal there. I mean, we were winning at that point, so that's mm-hmm. a better way to see him celebrate his goal. But the team – like he scored and less than 40 seconds left Loshing scored the, probably the goal of the year. Oh my god. And like I that. I was you were off so I was doing Instagram and I was trying to tweet and I was just finishing the tweet and then it was a goal and I looked up and he scored so I assumed you know I kind of saw Barbashev go down I assumed it was like a uh, pass I'm trying to think of what the word is but just a, a simple pass and Loshing rocketed it like a one-timer. I did not until I got home and actually saw the replay and went. I just, yeah, that, that was something else. They got picked up by a lot of outlets. Like you had the NHL tweeting that you had Sportsnet tweeting that like you can't get any bigger in terms of, in terms of a highlight real goal. Like to be able to essentially, you know, swing at it from, Pretty much the face-off dot, mm-hmm. and and you know for hand-eye coordination into midair. I mean, you're that's that's just that's skill, you, and you you can't teach that. Yeah, that that was just um, you know he's like he's another player that's just on another level right now, uh, and this is uh, this is what we need. There's a lot of people talking about that goal. Uh, I didn't expect the NHL to just no. to pick it up, but man. That's uh, that has some people talking. And for a guy that we come on here for the past three weeks and be like, if this guy hits the net, mm-hmm. and he hit the net three times against uh, Valdor with the hat trick, he kept putting the puck in the net. Maybe he doesn't need to shoot it. Maybe they just need to loft the pass, yeah, about knee high, and he'll just whack it because Depotti had no idea that puck was coming. Um, I want to see it from another angle. I'd love to see that from like a behind the net. Yeah, just see how much room in? Man, like that's I I can't even. I, it's it's hard to put into words. Yeah, 
I didn't even see it live. I was just, uh, I think I was like you. I was probably drinking beer or, you know, doing something else. And I just heard goal. And I was like, well, it's okay. And you hear lotion, you assume a shot. Yeah. I didn't actually, so same as you, I didn't actually see the goal until I, I saw the highlight. And I was like, holy crap. Yeah. That's, um, you want to go viral? That's uh, that's a good way to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is too bad that it's um, in the queue level with like the limited camera angles that they have for games, because it would be really cool to see a behind the scene uh, look uh, at that one. Because I don't think he had much room, um, and he kind of put it. I believe it was top shelf glove hand. I can't. I couldn't even catch it. But oh, that's wild. Something that I will never be able to do. I couldn't even hit a dryer stand in there with nothing. This dude's going full flight. Wax it out of the air. Um, then we get to the Sunday game, which oh, um, just lucky to get a point. And, and I, I said it last week. I said it on the live uh, on, Instagram, on Instagram post game show. It just seemed like they were up for Gatineau. They were getting ready for Gatineau. And St. John coming in on a Sunday afternoon was just standings wise. It was they overlooked them. Like they looked like they overlooked them based on the standings. Mm -hmm. Um, they did end up getting a three, two shootout victory over them. Um, and it was just, it was bad. Like when Rand's going behind the net and just lays a muffin, I can't remember who had it. Yeah. It ended up hitting the post right on Brent Burns. Like the, probably the, was the Burns, probably the, like the, the worst person to, to like, to get a puck on a stick in in the slot. Like that's, that, yeah, that's when you know that just it's not going to be our night. And, and you know, you referenced it a little bit earlier. I mean, Barbashev wasn't playing, and so that meant Baudouin was up with LaBelle and Loshing, which meant Gold Bishop was up in the top six. And, you know, guys, they've been playing almost every game with the same lines, except for when Cole Bishop got here. But mm-hmm. since he got here, they've been playing almost the same lines every game. You're building that chemistry, so you kind of – Move that a little bit around. Maybe that was a fault. I mean, Filion was good in this one, getting his fifth in a row. Uh, DeRose shot. Not many goals just stopping that. That thing was labeled through the top corner. Trying to him on the breakaway shorthanded. Probably could have had it. Probably could have had it. Probably wants that one back. But there's the one. And then that was it. He mm-hmm. shut the door for the third period. Moncton kind of got it going. Miles Mueller um, got his third on a – grabbed a rebound and, and put it in. And then they got the power play. They got a little bit of momentum. And then – Loshing doing what he's been doing for the week past week and a half, and that's putting the puck in the net. So mm-hmm. um, they were they were lucky to get two points. I didn't think yeah. they were going to get them. I thought no. that was the streak. I thought that was a streak snapper because St. John had come in on a two game winning streak as well. Yeah, pretty much. And then uh, obviously, like we talked earlier about the uh, the jinx. On well, you're not giving yourself a stick tap on a shin grab. What? I thought you were giving yourself the stick tap. For that. No, so you no. have another one. There. Oh yes, I oh, okay. have another All right, one. Yeah, yeah. I thought maybe you were stick tapping yourself. So <laughs> I'll save that for later. Uh, <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the game is Sunday. Yeah. Six oh seven p.m. My wise brain decided to tweet that Sea Dogs goalie Ventislav Shingarov was nine minutes away from his first career QMJHL shutout. That was at six oh seven p.m. And at six thirteen p.m., Mueller scored. Yep, two minutes. So, uh, two th- minutes hockey time. Later. Yeah, pretty much a couple minutes after uh, after that tweet, the uh, shutout streak was the shutout was broken, and then uh, Lotion scored a little bit after that, and then went on to win. Yep, Labelle got the first one in the uh, shootout, and nobody else scored. Um, I'm gonna say something though. Yeah, <laughs> maybe it was just me, but 
Cole Burbridge's effort in the shootout was absolutely god awful. <laughs> like that to to have a chance to tie the shootout. He missed the net, didn't he? I don't know what he was thinking, but that was the absolute worst attempt at a shootout game, you know, tying goal that I have ever seen. Like he had no speed. He was just, you know, like little little sti- you know, just a regular stick handle coming down on the goalie, and yeah. I think he still put it three foot wide. <laughs> like I was like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, I mean, if you give your ch- your team a chance to win here, make a goal, make the goalie make a save. Um, but good for us. I, yeah. I, I I actually like I was embarrassed because I couldn't believe how little of an effort he put in on that attempt. Yeah, I, that's what I said after I was like. I think Philion stopped it, but it might have gone wide. I'm not 100% sure. So, I mean, the goaltender's in both, and we talked about it just a little bit ago. Um, you know, Steinman's now 2-2. Two and two. He He's coming on since that 8. He led in 8 goals, and he hasn't given that up total in his last three starts. Mm-hmm. Um, Philion's got five in a row now. Um, and, I mean, he's basically given up three goals, three goals a game, and he's – the one isn't derailing him, which is good to see. And the team has confidence in front of both guys, and I yep. think that's that's a big thing. At the end of the Gatineau game, uh, Steinman, uh Gatineau called a timeout. Steinman went to the bench. He looked in discomfort. Uh, I thought it was worse than what it ended up being, um, but he he wasn't coming out. Uh, but he's he was back behind the bench, so we didn't have a call up, which is generally a real good sign. We don't have to worry about um, that moving forward because that's kind of what we want. Is we 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 need two goaltenders playing really well and. And that's the key is they are finding their game and that's just giving everybody confidence to maybe take the extra rush or make the extra pass or whatever because they they know they got two guys behind them at any point that's going to keep the puck out of the back of the net. I can't. I guess I can't. Uh, I mean, when I said I wanted to take Jacob Steinman as the Wildcats Rookie of the Year, yeah. Who I wanted to take him, but who did I end up taking? I'd have to go back and look. Yeah, but um, I kind of want to go back and choose him because really, there's not really a I rookie. I think you that, took him. Did I take him? I think we allowed it. Yeah. Okay, I'm thinking I might have changed it to Lounsbury, which is still a pretty good pick. Yeah. No, but, I think you took him because we just said whatever. He's he's listed as a rookie, so technically mm-hmm. he's a rookie. Yeah, and if, like I knew he was going to have an impact on this team. Uh, I mean, it's not often that an organization when they have an eye on a Fury agent goaltender that they actually bring him to Moncton before training camp. Like they had him, they had him in Moncton on the ice and over the summer. Oh, really? Um, and, uh, yeah. So they worked with him over the summer and I mean, when you bring somebody into town like that, you kind of know that he's got the edge up on the, uh, on, on the backup role. And, so I'm pretty happy with it so far. I mean, you know, I mean, it's... you want to get into your message that you sent me before the after the Gatineau game? What was that? Uh, me thinks we have a. Oh, uh, well, we'll see how this weekend goes. <laughs> okay. Let, let's let's we'll let's save that, that conversation for right, maybe me thinks, next week. Me thinks we'll save that for. Another yeah, week. we're gonna. Me thinks <laughs> we're gonna talk about that next week. We'll see. Like we'll see how the next three games go. Yeah. And then we'll uh, we'll possibly bring it up next week. Uh, next week. All right. So moving into this weekend, uh, we got the Islanders tonight uh, on the road. Which, I mean, if there's a night that the against a team that always gives us fits, that's going to be the one. Especially the fact that there's no more. Please play Satney. We're getting La Pena. 
Um, or Jack it. Flanagan. Either way, yeah, probably La Pena. Um, and then a couple good matchups this week. He is weekend. La Pena my ass. <laughs> <laughs> yes. A um, couple good matchups this week. I mean, Justin Poirier and the Dakar on Friday, and then Eagles legend Josh Lawrence. And the Armada here outside. I took that right from Eagles you. Eagles legend. Eagles legend. That's how that works, right? Did I get that right? That is very much how it works. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I am waiting for Keith Petruzzelli to make his <laughs> NHL debut for the um, – I don't think he's played in the NHL yet, but he would be a Wildcats legend. Yeah, I uh, I, I don't send you the the show doc that often because – you just like you know kind of how this yeah, thing's going. I know. I know the and show as soon goes, as I yeah. typed Eagles legend Josh Lawrence, I was like, "Oh, he's gonna appreciate that." I do. Appre- that's a very good one. That's gonna be um, one of those ones where it's uh, <laughs> it's it's uh, it's gonna be uh, one that we remember forever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yes, Keith Petruzzelli has yet to play in the NHL. So when the Leafs uh, call him up, he's gonna be. I mean, we treating that Moncton Wildcats legend Keith Petruzzelli. And apparently from. Online, the way the Leafs are going, it might not be long before he's called. That's up the way they keep going. Four four um, games, one point nine seven goals against with the Marlies. He's on oh, his way. Goalie? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, that was yeah. a player. Oh you know, yeah, when I uh, so going. This is before we met, but uh, there well, was, yeah, this is one year when um, I was uh, I had identified Keith Petruzzelli as a possible Wildcats pick because um, he's from Massachusetts. And like this is a monster of a goalie. He's like six foot five, hundred and eighty five pounds. Jesus. And, um, yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do one of these mock drafts. I think this is the first year I did a mock draft and posted it somewhere. Had him going in the ninth round of the Wildcats. Guess where he went? Ninth round of the Wildcats. No, sorry, tenth round of the Wildcats. Well so done. I, I I nailed that pick. So he will be a Wildcats legend when he. Uh, uh, when he gets called up to the Leafs, even when he gets called up to the Leafs, when he gets called up, that's to the true. Leafs. Yeah. Um, so I mean, obviously the Islanders are the Islanders. We know what they are. Uh, Bay Como. I mean, they're not a team that um, is a pushover like they were last year. They're they're making some noise. I think they're set tied with us, fifteen points, so two points behind us in the standings. Um, Justin Poirier's got six goals, two assists. It's more so Olivier Adam that is kind of driving this thing. This is a good team. My league rookie of the year is on Bicomo. Oh, that was uh, Ma- Ma- some Malofs- Malofsky. Is that his name? Malofsky? Matthias Matthias Malofsky. The best part is you said rookie of the year, and I was down in like the bottom of the roster. I'm like looking for him to see where he is. No, no, no. He's second in scoring on that team. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I will report to Bay Como if yeah. I ever get the opportunity. Yeah. It's a good little town. Yeah, uh, yeah Bay Como. They got Olivia Adam. They got that Chiarlo guy. Yep. Is that? That's a pretty good tandem. Two Olivier's. Two Olivier's, yep. Uh, it's a team that you don't get to see often. Um, I always like to do the row, row, <laughs> row. Uh, <laughs> it's too yeah. bad we don't like. I mean, I get the division and the travel and whatnot, but can we please, maybe next year, uh, Mr. Courteau, do two games at home against the Quebec team and then one on the road, and then the next year, two games on the road against the Quebec team and one game at home. Like, just alternate it. Like, I know that you're travel-wise, but it's a shame we don't get to see these, like, up-and-coming teams. Like, Bay Como's kind of, I think, right where we are. So the fact we only get to see them once here and twice on the road, or once on the road, um, you know, and not just them. I mean, Blaineville's the same way. 
it kind of sucks we only get to see them once because you don't really know what they are coming mm-hmm. in other than seeing where they are in the standings and see who's got points and this and that. The best part about Baycomo is that they're a good team, but they're never good enough. Yeah. Right? Like it's, you know, they, they in a couple of years, they're going to be, they're going to build this team up. They're going to be, you know, probably one of the top five teams in the league, but they're just not going to be good enough to, to win. The next level. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's sad because it's such a small market team. You know, they don't have a lot of, they, they don't have a lot of money. But if they ever, you know, were able to take that next step, it would be huge for the organization and huge like the for the Islanders. Yeah, right. Not even, well, I think Charlottetown's even a bigger market. Yeah, um, but I mean, like Charlottetown had hadn't got to a final and been good and had great teams, and then last year got all the way to the finals, and yep. you know, look what that did for that city and mm-hmm. like how pumped they were. I yeah, they just can't get they just can't get to that next that next so step. The second smallest, Bathurst and them. Or Valdor. It's Bake almost pretty small. Um, I don't. I'm not sure what populate whether even po- the population of that place is, but it's. Um, I mean, in the winter time, it's twenty twenty one thousand in two in twenty sixteen. Twenty twenty thousand, you know, twenty one thousand people. Huh. That's like the like a junior A team in Ontario yeah, yeah. in a town in Ontario. Twenty one thousand yeah. like yeah. your junior A, so it's uh. Not a very big market, you know. That rink, it's probably what three thousand people. I mean, when a seventh of your population yeah. <laughs> is going to a yeah. game, yeah. that's uh, I mean, that's that's pretty wild. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Sunday, um, Blaineville. I mean, these are one. Of, this is one of the teams that was supposed to kind of make some noise this year. Um, I think they're just behind us in the standings. Uh, oh yeah, they're in the other division. Uh, 15 points. So this is a, a test this weekend, just basically right where we are. Um, we'll, we'll, hopefully we'll see Sheehan, but, I mean, either way. Josh Lawrence has always been good against us, Gendral. Um, uh, Saracen, where's the other? Raven, not Raven. Uh, Henri Vansky, and he's a pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zach Bigger from, like, he played us last year, so... I mean that's a that's a good team, and again, it's too bad we don't get to see this team. But this is a team that I think had a lot of early expectations, and maybe hasn't yeah. made up to that, mm-hmm. right? This is a team I think that's um, if there's they're going to upgrade on their goaltending, uh, and I think this could possibly be a landing spot for a William Blackburn, okay, or a Frankie LaPena, yeah, right? Like it's uh, they're going to. I think this is a team that's probably going to go out and get one of the better, the bigger goalies. And because that's what they need to do. Let's <laughs> grab LePena after the game on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> we'll see a trade, and then LePena will play us Thursday and Saturday. Yeah, yeah. And just a, like Satney did. But... Get out of here. <laughs> but, uh, freaking Satney. Yeah. <laughs> How do you lose a shootout to the Eagles? <laughs> like, they have, like, what, 15 wins in the last 117 regulation games? Yeah, we're going to keep up, we're gonna have to keep God. updating that because that's, uh, that's some stat that How you How do you keep... lose to the Eagles? Yeah, that can only happen oh my God. that time. That better not happen uh, again. But, I, I mean, I'm going to feel the same way as I did coming out of the Gatineau game. Like, these are – this is a time when you're going to the rink, you're expecting Moncton to win these hockey games. Mm-hmm. Not we're going to see other guys play. We're expecting to win these hockey games, especially against these two teams 
that are right there with us. Like these should be two excellent hockey games. Yep. Yep. And I don't. I mean, if you're paying what three, playing three games and four, is it three games and four nights? Three games and four nights. Man, like this is. Where's his schedule coming from? Yeah, you know, I I just I don't remember this hectic of a schedule. No. Um. Ever. You know, you're. Because you, they stop playing games on Wednesdays. Um, right. Like if you go like. If you look back on the former schedules that we have, they played a lot of those Wednesday games. And yeah. They've eliminated that for school and for travel, and that means mm. Thursday, Friday, Sunday, or Friday, Saturday, Sunday, right? Like, so yeah. I think that's more why. Because um, like, we only have. Didn't we just play five games in eight days or something yeah, like that? Yeah, we sure did. Holy crap. What's going on? Five like, games in eight days and then had five days off. <sighs> wow. Maybe I just. Like, do are all the teams playing schedules like this? Like, or is it just us? Like, I just don't. I don't understand. Like, it just seems like these, like they're cramming yeah. everything in, and it's. Uh, I don't. I just don't remember these schedules being so clustered, uh, and then they are now. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Weird. Yeah, because uh, well, November you've got three and four, and then we've got back to back games. On the uh, Remembrance Day weekend, and then three and four in Quebec, which is not uncommon, and then two like we're playing every playing every Friday this month. Weird. Every Friday, two Saturdays, and two Sundays. Hmm. So, yeah, it's, I, I actually didn't think about that. How truncated the schedule. You just look at it, and you're like, yep, they're playing three games and four nights on a weekend. That makes sense. But I think it's more they they just don't play as many Wednesday games as they used to. So they got to try and hmm. spread the schedule out. Uh, you ready for everyone's favorite part of the show? Absolutely. Eric Murray Realty. Buy a house from him. Stick tap of the week. Yeah, Eric Murray was volunteering at the old uh, Irish Town Community Center Halloween. Yeah. Uh, even his Instagram stories gave me the creeps. Yeah, I was going to say, it's a good thing we knew he was uh, watching his stories to know he was there because yeah. we sure as shit wasn't nope. going to go visit him. No. Nope. Nope. Uh, <laughs> I'll visit you on the outside like, hey, bud, have a good one as you walk in the door and I yeah. turn around and walk Go out. lay in your casket. Yep. And scare the crap out of people. Yep. No, thank you. Um, but good on you for community involvement, yeah. Eric Murray. Exactly. Uh, how many how many years are we do in the show, Adam? Five years? Uh, this is season six. Season six. Five for you, six for me. So for five years, um, we have attempted to have as many guests on the show as possible. We'll do five years because in year one, we had guests on so that's right years. we had we had, I had McKenna Jer- jerry mckenna and dylan sites downstairs yeah, in, in your studio yeah. and that one ended up being a big no-no yeah like <laughs> so yeah um and then i had seer and mckenna on like my first season yeah when they were at uh, coyotes camp so we've tried to bring um some new content to our listeners uh such as you know special guests and more recently last week a player um, Alexi Daniel was on our was a, a special guest on our on our show last uh, last week, and we've um, you know we've we've tried we've made attempts uh, in previous years to have uh, players on our show, and it was like my uh, my car rejected. Uh, <laughs> our requests were always rejected. Um, ignored. Yeah, ignored. Ignored would be a, a better one. This year, however, um, we seem to have found a um, a line of communication with um, with the Wildcats and their new director of communications, Dominic Bork, and um, who has graciously been 
you know, replying to our emails, allowing us to have uh, Alexi Daniel on the show. Um, so I do want to give the stick tap to Dominic for um, for allowing us to, you know, to take that step um, because I may or may not have found her LinkedIn profile and she seems to be a podcaster herself. So she understands, you know, when you're uh, trying to, I guess, expand your uh, base or your um, become more of a draw in more people. Uh, you you want to bring in uh, people who will draw in more people. I'm, I don't have audience. I don't exactly. Yes, Thank you, Adam. I, I I don't have this written in front of me. I had a very hectic week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so I'm trying to do this off the uh, top of my head here. Um, so thank you so much, Dominic. Uh, we, we really do appreciate you, uh, you know, you getting back to us and allowing us to have, uh, Alexi on the show last week. Um, so I did want to give this a stick tap to you. Don't know if you actually will listen to our show or not, but if you do, uh, hopefully what you're hearing <laughs> brings the slightest smile to your face. Um, uh, because if that's, if that's what happens, then that's, um, Mission accomplished, really, uh, on uh, our podcast side of things. So, um, you know what? If there's, you know, something you may have heard on the interview last week that, um, you know, you, you know, liked or didn't like, um, let us know. You know, we're, we're, we're always open for, um, I guess, feedback, yep. criticism, feedback, whatever you want to positive or negative. Um, you know, it's if there's anything you ever hear on this show that um, – that doesn't align with your views or, or your values or, or anything like that. Um, you know, just let us know. We're, we're, we're always, uh, you know, I'm not a manager in life, but I always have an open door policy and, <laughs> um, I'm sure Adam, you're the same yeah. way. We can always be, uh, you we can always, get better. yeah, exactly. You want to get better. Um, we want to take this show to, um, to another level and, um, you like, so yeah, have you ever, if there's anything that uh, that you hear on the show that doesn't, uh, you know, that you don't you, you find needs to be addressed or worded differently, uh, let us know, and mm -hmm. we're we're gonna make the necessary uh, corrections uh, to do that. But um, yeah, getting back on topic with with the stick tap, it's um, it's, it's Dominic Bork, the director of communications for the Wildcats. Uh, we appreciate you allowing us to have uh, Lexi. We appreciate you getting back to us, and uh, hopefully we can. Um, do it again sometime. Absolutely. Um, yeah, no, that's a, a perfect stick tap because it's been – we played the long game, sir. Mm -hmm. We played the long game. We've had players from other organizations. We've had you know communication people from other organizations. So um, it's it's been a grind to take the show to the next level because we are a show of the people, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, we are a show of the people if you want to get corny. Um, so, yeah, it, we don't get better unless you give us feedback to get better. And that was one of the major things we heard a lot, a lot was when are you going to have Wildcats players on? When are you going to interview players? Like, let's get to know these players. And, I mean, the Wildcats have been so much better on social media. Um, you know, they follow us on Instagram. I had to double-check it twice and then check it three to four days later to make sure we weren't um, hacked and somebody did it by mistake and then left. But um, they've been there. So, um, yeah, that's a, that's a perfect stick tap uh, for her and allowing us to have uh, Alexi on the show. The Stick Tap of the Week, sponsored by Eric Murray Real Estate with the Remax Avante team. 
If you're looking to buy or sell a home in the greater Moncton or surrounding area, make sure to check him out on social media or give him a call at 506-863-8802. That brings us to the Wildcast Wildcat of the Week presented by Rosemary Lynn Massage and Spa. I'm not sure what her November deals are as she's in Disney World with the Stewarts. Um, to call and book an appointment, phone 506-830-1224 or visit them at 1224 Mountain Road. No, I don't stalk her. I just noticed that, uh, you know, we're friends with everybody. We see the pictures. Uh, right. Wildcast Wildcat of the Week. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Vinny LaBelle. Um, Three assists against Gatineau, one assist against um, St. John. Had the shootout winner against St. John. Um, I mean, he's at a 60% clip uh, on the year for faceoffs. He was 66 uh, on Friday, 62 on Saturday, uh, Sunday. So uh, my Wildcats Wildcat player of the week is the guy that's driving that first line. Uh, that is Vinny LaBelle. That will do it for this week. Uh, don't forget the games Friday, Bay Como, Sunday against Blaineville. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see the uh, ticket promo code SUPER5, all one word. You get $5 off tickets to the Wildcats um, games this Friday and Sunday, courtesy of Atlantic Superstore. Um, I mean, everybody likes deals off. Uh, So SUPER5 will get you $5 off the games on Friday and Sunday as well. Pay attention to the social medias. We may be moving the live post-game show to YouTube. This is something I've been trying to put just to get a bigger audience, just to get it out there more. Um, you know, I've, I coming from Calgary after every Flames game. I think you would know this. They do yeah, a call-in show. Overtime. Right? Yep. Overtime. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've tried to bring that here and do a call-in show. Um, call-ins hasn't really worked, but, you know, I've had great support on Instagram. Everybody shows up all the time. It just looks like I'm talking to myself after the game because the questions don't stay there. So I've tried to, you know, read the questions and go from there. Um, so I'm going to be looking to move into YouTube, which means I can actually use the equipment that we have, take calls, um, PG calls, no swears, uh, unless it's a really bad effort, and then I might swear. <laughs> but, hey, it's a post-game show for, for adults. But I'm trying to move this thing into post-game shows. Maybe Boucher will be awake enough to call in. <sighs> Maybe on the Sunday ones. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. And uh, – yeah, and just try to have a uh, bring it to the fans, get a bigger audience, grow this thing, and who knows, maybe we'll have post game shows with a player or two on uh, moving forward. But I'm not holding my breath. We're just focusing on getting interviews right now. Um, so that'll do it for this week. The show may be Wednesday, it might be Thursday. We might have some things going on next week. But either way, uh, enjoy the games this weekend against Bay Como and Blaineville. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wildcast Podcast. Follow us on social media at Moncton Wildcast.